comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. On tonight's episode, you spin me right round, baby, right round. You know, guys, I don't think I ever, ever told you, but I used to live in a town called Loud, Texas. Loud, L-O-U-D. Very small town. Really? Yeah. It Are was serious? Yeah, serious. And we had a... Uh, this is not shtick. No, it's not shtick. And we, <laughs> when I lived there, um, I worked for a little while with the, uh, with the fire and rescue team. Fart. So I used to work for the loud fart. (laughs) (laughs) Bottom of the barrel. So, uh, welcome to the official book burning episode. This is episode 451. Is, is it 451? Yes, yeah. where we will be burning many books uh, today in, in, uh, in Ray Bradbury's honor yeah. and the future. And uh, Starting with the, uh, with the loud uh, hey, fire you and... Tell, you might bring that up again? Uh-huh. Oh, uh, okay. Yes, I'm, sir. I'm ready. Right. Yeah, okay, I will. Okay. <laughs> Pulling up my collar. Ugh, I know, you're getting nervous now, huh? God, that's just got just got dark, man. Yeah, I'm so not sure you, what that was. I don't know. Apparently, you gave the 22 to the child. Hey, Brad, how was your record show from a couple weeks have ago? Some fun with this. Oops, you had a little uh, LP record show. It's a record. Oh, it's you nice. hear that? I do. I don't know why someone won't pick the needle up. It's at the end of the uh, track, is. but they're just skipping that record. Uh, no, it was a it was a, a Imagine- success. Imagine putting the show out on vinyl every week. We'd well, have to mail it out to our listeners. And, and kids these days, they don't get that if you don't pick the needle up, it'll keep doing that forever. Unless you buy the $40 uh, yeah. record player that I bought at Fry's Electronics about oh. six months ago to, okay. to take to work with me. When you get to the end, it just stops. Power's off. Really? Yeah. I've never even heard of such a thing. Yes. You know. Now my my uh, turntable won't do that because it's a uh, direct drive, meaning it's got a little cartridge and a and a track at the top, mm-hmm. right? And it literally goes across on the track as opposed to being on the end of a tone arm. So, uh, it it automatically picks up and and just you know it tracks back to its opening it's fancy position. Schmancy. It is fancy. Well, I bought the son of a gun in like 1989, so it should be because it's a classic. Classic. 
That sucker is almost 30 years old. It's crazy. Um, and you can't scratch on it because if you lift the lid up, the needle goes with it. Right. There's none of that. <laughs> just like none my, of that on mine. Just like my Fisher-Price uh, record player. You used to put the record in it. You close it. The needle was there. <laughs> yeah. You're not supposed to drop the... Uh, <laughs> It's supposed to drop the lid on the record. <laughs> oh, okay. That was like a suitcase. Oh, oh, okay. Put the record in there, then you close the lid, and then yeah, it then you sit playing. on it and So Brad, how was the joy, 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 da da bart? Hey, the record show. The record show was a success for a first show. Yeah, all the vendors were very happy. They said while it may not have been as highly attended as some of the other shows have been to. Uh, the people that came were spending lots of money, Good. and in the end, that's all they care about. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's really interesting that uh, the per capita uh, the guys went gangbusters. Yeah, um, there's another guy uh, who, st- and I think I mentioned this. Uh, we um, started thinking about this show over a year ago, but in the in the interim, a guy from San Antonio had come up. And was able to put on two shows before we ever got ours off the ground. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, his was the Dallas record show held at Richardson uh, Convention. Or oh no, yeah. kidding! I had no idea. And uh, I did not attend those. But we bought the DFW record show domain first. Nice. And, and, and in fact, he tried to get that and found that it was already taken. Oh really? man! Yeah. So he ended up getting Dallas record show. Anyway, he's done two shows in Richardson. This past year. The first time, uh, he had 500 people show okay. up. The second time was a little less at like 450. Okay. Our show was, we gave out 330 wristbands. Okay. And for the Everybody said, while that might have been a little lightly, light, lighter. Okay. Lightly, lightlier. Light, lighterly attended. Lighterly. <laughs> I think we just made up five yeah. new words in the last 12 <laughs> seconds. We should be proud. They said it was really good for a first show. Nice. Um, we had all the vendors, you know, they said we want to come back. And again, if it's not a bunch of punk kids coming through and stealing stuff yeah. and, you know, buying a buying a Twinkie and then leaving, then you know, that doesn't I, be I any good. See, I did see there were groups of teens, actual yeah, high school teens. Thugs. And, well, no. Bunch they of were, toughs. They were actually, I was watching them, they were actually buying stuff. Like, like there were people with, kids with list. Yeah. They were definitely looking for oh, stuff. Oh, cool. We had a guy from Austin drive up to the show. Yes. So. Hey, Zoe. Come over here. Did you say that um, someone there, like, yeah. dropped a. Uh, Dropped like 700 bucks on a tube amp or something? Yeah, there was a tube headphone amplifier Yeah, that somebody spent $780 wow. on. Wow. Dude. It's In uh, that back corner booth, the direct audio. The, I know. I, I dropped, uh, um, God, I, I probably dropped 70 or 80 bucks there that day, too, because I'm mm-hmm. an idiot. Zoe. So we're talking about music. We're talking about listen. LPs. I've still not listened to my record yet. How do you listen to? Tell crabby. me, how do you listen to your music these days? Well, I usually download it off of iTunes, mm-hmm. or I listen to it on my stereo. I, I sometimes, if I'm in the car, I'll listen to the radio. Okay. Now, when you listen to it on your stereo, is it a radio, cassette, LPs? Um, it's either CDs that I already own, or it's Bluetooth from my phone. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how? And, um, who uh, who got you such a, a killer stereo system that you can? Because you can actually fire music from your phone or your tab to the stereo and have it play out through your system. 
That's cool. Daddy did that. <clears throat> yeah. Of course. Of course yeah, he daddy, did. Yeah, Daddy got that because Daddy's an audiophile. What are you holding? Um, it's the 21 Pilots Blurry Face album on vinyl that Daddy got me. At? At, at the uh, ra- at not in the record show. Cool. Boom. Boom. Have now, you listened to that yet? It's a b- I haven't listened to the vinyl, I've, but Daddy burned me a CD and I listened to that. Yeah. Cool. One one thing that I think makes the price of albums palatable these days is that you do almost in all circumstances get the digital download. Not a big surprise. You know, the, you, well, I'm sorry. So I, I went in and I did digitally download it. Most and I of them, a couple of copies on most CD. Of, most new albums come with digital downloads. Yeah. yeah. Um, go ahead. Zoe, do your friends listen to vinyl or uh, is it something that they talk about that they're interested in? Um, only one of my friends really likes vinyl. That's Elle. She's the one that went with us to the record show. Interesting. But she doesn't actually own a turntable, so. Okay. Well, like bell-bottom jeans and 70s music, it'll all, it all comes back around. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, well. Okay, um, well, do you want a turntable? Would you say that would be like a, a, something you'd want for Christmas? I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not saying you're going to get one. Daddy, ha- Daddy has a turntable. I don't need a turntable. Ooh, there good answer. Go. Bam. <laughs> Um, well, you put me in my place. Yeah, I don't know how. Uh, again, I don't know how we'd get <laughs> right, a turntable. You can leave now, Zoe. I don't know how we get a turntable hooked up with her system because it's very digital. My kids um, don't call me daddy anymore. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. I've still got good kids. That makes me um, I don't know if if I've mentioned this before. Feel free to stop me or go get some snacks. But uh, yeah, the way I've got my turntable hooked up into my system, it's very bastardized. Yeah, you told us about it and, a couple yeah, episodes. Yeah, it's, uh, I would like to look at it, put my eyeballs on it. Yeah. Before I forget, remember that fun album that yes that I um you were looking for. Yeah, I abused my uh my uh record show promoter uh, uh, oh. connections power yeah. connections. Yeah, we had a wireless microphone in the ballroom. You know, yes. and that one uh, vendor that you bought the record from records from was given away records. So we right. had this wireless mic, and we were you know. So anyway, I got on the microphone and once I said, "Hey, you know, thanks for coming out to the show." Oh, you you were recorded, recording yeah, that, I yeah. Recorded but it. I I was asking the vendors. I said, "Hey, I'm looking for this record album by Fun called okay. Some Nights. If you got a copy, flag me down." Okay. So it was purely nice. an uninformational announcement that everybody oh, no. listened to. Is it was only self very <laughs> selfish. But uh, anyway, one of the the same lady that sold you the those albums, she yeah. ended up ordering it for me. Oh, okay. And this goes back to what you were saying about coming with digital downloads. In this record, it actually had a CD. Oh, are you serious? A copy nice. of the thing on a CD. Very cool. <laughs> That's even better. Yeah. And I understand why they did the digital download. It doesn't yeah. take up any space. It's one sheet of paper with a number on it. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's pretty easy for them. They actually included a CD with it. That is great. That's not the only album that I've... I think uh, the Black Keys Brothers mm-hmm. album also included... It also came with... With the CD version. What cover is that of the Black Keys? It's black background with text on it. it says, this okay. album is called Brothers okay. from the band Black Keys or whatever. Okay. But anyway, um, hmm. so the record show was a success. We're doing it again January 29th. Uh, Excellent. A guy from Houston came up and did our show. He bought two of our tables. He had a good time. So what he's he does his own show in Houston. So what he's planning on doing is having a show on the 28th in Houston. That way, vendors can go to his show and make a weekend out of it and travel up very to ours. Smart. Yeah, and um, and do huh. the, do that show as well. So, uh, we uh, we had a good time, and 
people have already been asking us when's the next one. Um, the only, was, the was, only thing that bummed me out about that show was that I got there and about halfway through, we were there for, I don't know, an hour maybe. Um, we, we got there towards the end of the day. We, we missed uh, Young Frank. Um, but I got there and, I don't know, 20 or 30 minutes into it, I'm sitting here racking my brain. It's like, I need an album. I just don't know what. Right. I need. I need to walk out here with something on vinyl. I ended up getting a. Um, uh, I did end up getting an album, but it was. Uh, uh, it was not what I was originally looking for. Uh, I went through and uh, I was not able to find a copy of the Cars Candio anywhere. Did you look through Forever Young stuff? Yeah, I did, and uh, they had it's some possible, cars. It's that, possible somebody had already taken it. Yeah, because uh, the cars had. Uh, uh, you could have gotten Heartbeat City. Uh, I don't remember if they'd shake it up. Uh, Panorama was available. I may have a line on that album for you. Oh. Oh, really? I like the way you said that. There's a place near where I work. Okay. They were actually there at the show. They're called the Vintage Freak. Um, Frank talked to them. They do not have a website. They don't have a website. Wow. They, they have Facebook. <laughs> okay. Do you remember that fireplace unit that they had? Yes. They sold it at the show. Are you serious? Yeah. Fireplace this, unit. They had this fireplace. Yeah. This fake electronic fireplace okay. with the rotating uh, cylinder that with that simulates lit that fire. simulates flames. Yeah, okay, it had, it had a, a bar built into it. Had it had a bar. It had a record player. A bar? You mean like a place to store liquor? Yeah, yeah. Huh. And it had a it had a turntable built into it and an eight track player. They sold it. Sweet. They sold it. An anyway, eight track player. It, it was definitely a niche item where you would like conversation piece. Yeah, I, very cool. I started thinking about. Saving up for it, <laughs> not knowing that they sold it at the mm-hmm. show. So I, when I went went to their sh- their store last week, um, and uh, asked them about it, they said they sold it. But he had just bought two collections, one amazing collection. It was huge, and it had some new stuff, of which I bought two albums. Pardon me, two albums. I'm a little gassy today. Uh oh. Uh, but then he also had another uh, collection that. Uh, was obviously from a smoker, okay, and because it was real hard to go through because it was, but it's been sitting out. Wow. And so anyway, I, f- I saw a copy of Candy O. That's the one with the girl on the hood. Yeah, yeah. So if it's still there, I'll look. And uh, he may he may have it priced at three forty nine. He prices a lot of his stuff to move, and he even said that to you. Yeah, nice. Yeah, because I uh, I'll look for it one of them. I was one of those kids. We we grew up. Um, uh, our generation, uh, Brad Frank and myself, we were. I've always thought that uh, man, we were we hit some kind of sweet spot by accident of the year of our birth, because we were really the last generation that remembers before, you know, it was not a digital age back then, and you know, so we got uh, picture um, time. We got. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, we're recording. <laughs> everything, 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 everything just kind freezes. of stopped. <laughs> Everybody looked at their iPod like, did it just die? What happened? Um, so yeah. Uh, I grew up. Uh, I grew up on records, um, and you were raised on radio. We were. We were. Um, I was. Yeah. I had a real. I had a real reel when I was a kid, and uh, I never had an eight track player. I wasn't quite that old, uh, but you know, we remember cassettes. Wait a you had a reel to reel. I have. Re- I have. Uh, had a reel to reel player. Isn't that? It was. Didn't that awesome. come before an eight track? Uh, I would yeah, say so. Yeah. yeah we we had a reel to reel too. The thing house. is, eight tracks were theoretically portable. You know, you had an eight track player in your car. I don't know any cars that had reel to reel players in them. <laughs> hey, that I, that would have been difficult. You know, they used to have turntables in cars. Much like turntables <laughs> in cars, that would be difficult. 
Um, they did it though. Or as the as the uh, Japanese would say, that would be very difficult. That's how the Japanese say no. By the way, what they say, it's not, it's not cool to say no. You're you're SOL. So instead, they say something uh, euphemistic like, uh, you know, you ask them to do something impossible. Their response would be that would be very difficult. So they won't just flat out say no. Correct, because because mm-hmm. they have a culture that is uh, polite. So imagine asking out a girl that you may like there, mm. and you go, would you like she to goes, go out? She, she goes, would say, oh, that would be very difficult. <laughs> so not impossible. So you're saying oh, no. there's a Somebody's chance. Somebody's going to get an email. Oh, very, very difficult. <laughs> I see. So I just need to figure out a way for it not to be difficult. And what movie was that going. from? So you're saying there's a chance. Oh, that's, that's freaking uh, dumb and dumber, man. Okay. What do you think the chances are us getting together? About a million to one. A million, huh? So you're saying there's a chance. Now, I, uh, when I when I think of uh, Asian humor, I think one of my favorite <laughs> things that I've ever heard in my life, and I remember my dad describing this and just being in tears. No, unacceptable. <laughs> Next, we're going to talk about Jewish humor. <laughs> no, permission not granted. <laughs> How about those ethnics, huh? Hey, but it was a uh, it's a Monty Python skit where um, uh, an, an Asian family is taken over like a British royal family, and they're trying to pretend that they are this British royal family. And so someone comes up to them, and it's 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 so stereotyped, and it's probably insanely racist uh, these days. But um, Graham Chapman is the uh, patriarch of the family, and he's you know he's just completely Asian as far as his makeup and, and his clothing and stuff goes. They all are. And so they're standing out like sore thumbs. And uh, uh, they're trying to explain how, no, they really are a, a proper British family. And uh, he tries to tell them that, no, our family come from Belfarrow. And he's trying to say bell follow. And of course, the R's and the L's thing. Right. And so it, it really didn't work well. And the, it's that you know, it's that kind of humor that uh, made me the person I am today. So, um, sorry, FCC. My apologies. But if you've been there, you'd laugh. <laughs> Pretty sure. You painted a good visual picture. Really. Thank you. It was uh, actually, uh, that's one of those skits that, uh, one of my beefs with the uh, 16-ton box set is that uh, I they could be a little bit better... Um, uh, detailed as far as the synopses of the individual episodes. Right. That way you just watch them. No, no. Well, but but what if <laughs> you're looking? But what them. if you're looking for one skit in particular? That's what Wikipedia's for. Oh, okay. I guess you had to go and bring computers and logic into this. That's okay. I can handle it. Yeah. I'm a big boy. Well, <laughs> that oh, is Frank. a sexy laugh. That is the sexiest laugh I've ever heard. That that, is, what movie that star is that something. from? Man, was that? Was I want to hear that. That was, was that pre-Jewish rant, Mel Gibson. <laughs> God, that is the sexiest. That, that is. is the sexiest. Most I hear it and it makes me feel it's like just good. Like, that like, guy has a future. <laughs> that one. Burns. That guy. That guy sounds that like Pete Rose's good. sister. That one burns. Yeah. I don't know that one. I can just. <laughs> God. That one burns my yeah, ear. That, that one. That one sounded painful. That this guy needs. Getting you better than this. Guy needs to go get checked out. So we're gonna talk it sandwiches. Any better than this? Sandwiches, it, yeah. you know, 
<laughs> Absolutely. This is bottom of the barrel Lutely. topics. What is that from? Hmm? That's at the end of uh, every uh, uh, Tim and Eric, uh, Tom Goes the Mayor. That's uh, why, That explains why it's at the end of every uh, Check It Out with Dr. Steve Brule. Yes. Which Absolutely. is... Kills me. I love I've, I've never Dingus. stopped being hypnotized by that. And I still think, by the way, Tom Goes the Mayor, vastly superior to uh, Tim and Eric's show. Uh, Tim and Eric's awesome show. Great job. Tim and Eric scare me. They, they're just too creepy it, for me. I'm, I consider myself a connoisseur of weird and but but i i do have limits like eraser head that's a, that's a limit uh tim and eric show um i even i get uncomfortable watching this show um <laughs> have I you just, seen dr steve brule check it out with dr steve brule. i've seen a couple it's john episodes. c Riley. yes yes and it's just it's they were on one of his steve episodes brule. it was the hardest thing i've ever watched. well i saw the uh, the, the last, the last you, tim and eric show I, episode i saw was directed by the guy that did the room or was it was it oh was my the room or or well, it's that that terrible movie that gained popular the attention. Ring or the, no, it was um, oh my god, was it, but it was considered no. It, this was considered one of the worst movies ever made. It became a cult. It's been a cult. Oh, classic, the room. Classic, yeah, classic. no, it's the called room. the room. Okay, yeah. yeah. So the guy, the guy that directed the room, directed this episode. Are of you serious? Tim and Eric's. Uh, yeah. Awesome show. Yeah, great job. Um, and it was. Uh, as, it was as weird as any other episode, um, but um, now Tim and Eric had a movie. Yes, and, I watched and it. that was um, that was hard to sit through. Yeah, it, it was hard to. Sit I watched through. it a couple times because I'm a masochist. But there is a very funny scene with Will Ferrell, who's in it uh, uh, oh, shortly, briefly, but he's in it as the owner of a mall. Right. But, uh, okay. They they have a meeting with Will Ferrell, and he goes, "Hey guys, let's watch Top Gun," and and so. <laughs> He puts in the VHS of Top Gun, and they go, oh, okay. They watch it. Time cuts to the end of the movie, and the credits are rolling, and Will Ferrell's like, boy, that was a good movie. Let's watch it again. <laughs> let's watch it. Let's do it again. So he hits rewind. Time passes, and then it, they, they have sat there for four hours watching Top Gun. <laughs> Top Gun twice. <laughs> that just tickled me. It was just so weird. Yeah, those anyway. are, I, I don't mind those guys. And again, uh, do you remember Tom Goes to the Mayor? No, it was. Uh, I never saw it. It was animation. It was. It was Tim and Eric. This is the show they did before Tim okay. and Eric's awesome show, and uh, it was. Uh, it was really. It was kind of low key. Um, Eric, uh, uh, sorry, Tim Heidecker is the was the protagonist. Tom and um, Eric Wareheim was the mayor, and they had an adversarial re- relationship, shall we say? But uh, the the art Loud style, Texas. It was um, <laughs> hello. It was uh, it was a pretty standard uh, art style, except for the characters themselves, which were done in this blue. It looked like blueprint ink. It looked like they were like cutouts, you know, uh, with with blue uh, blue ink. It was weird. Hmm. That kind of the kind of blue ink that a a comic book penciler might use, or mm-hmm. you might use in blueprints. And so it was just it was a weird style, but I I found that show to be uh, fascinating. And then Tim and Eric came out, and I watched a number of those, and just started uh, my. My, I started having existential crises at the end of each episode, so I had I, to, I had to back off. I quite did. A bit. Uh, I did hear they used to describe that show as a world where uh, public access television was the norm. Like, okay, like yeah. there was no broadcast television; <laughs> it was just public access TV. Wow, everywhere that uh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. 
because those cats, man, I just, I have never been able to figure out, um, you know, because apparently out in Hollywood, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of one of the hip things. Maybe it's a younger, you know, maybe it's a younger demographic thing, but apparently it's incredibly hip to be all over that show, you know, among the Hollywood cognoscenti and stuff, because you see, you know, you see some pretty insane guest stars, you know, showing up, um, which I guess there's no other way to explain it. Um, well, but, it's, always, it's always a surprise when you will see like yeah. an A-lister doing something weird on there. And it's, it just, like I said, from a guy who grew up on Monty Python and, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia now and, and stuff like that, who kind of lives on uncomfortable humor, mm-hmm. that show is just, it, it's just not even uncomfortable. It's just, it's just, it's that bizarre. And I just, to me, I, I, I just, like I said, I kind of have to. I kind of have to look, you know, look into a mirror and reflect, you know, upon my own psyche after the end of one of those episodes and go, why did that bother me so much? I, uh, <laughs> when, when it comes to weird and bizarre, I don't have an, uh, a problem with it, but it, it needs to, to move an agenda. It needs it, to tell a story or it needs to, to make it interesting. If you're just doing something weird. So, okay, here's a for instance. Here's yeah. a for instance. So, um, if you have Roku, there is a channel you can get called... Pluto TV. Oh. Now, on Pluto TV, there is the Onion channel, which okay. is like the Onion News channel. Yeah. So, it's just one skit after another after another. It's all this. So, one night, I was just <laughs> watching it, just letting it stream. And so, this one skit they had was this guy was kind of doing a confessional, and he was like, I'm about to tell my dad that I'm gay. That was like the whole thing. So, he goes, so, we've kind of put cameras around so we can document it and see what he thinks. So, father comes into the kitchen, and uh, he goes, Dad, sit down. I need to talk to you about something. And so, kind of hints and haws and goes, Dad, I'm gay. The father then gets up, okay. walks to the oven, pulls out a tray of tacos, crispy tacos, proceeds to eat the tacos one after the other. And as he eats them, a number flashes. One. Two, up to 12. He eats 12 tacos in a sitting. No cuts. The skit runs around 10 to 15 minutes long. At the very end, the father goes, I still love you, son. (laughs) (laughs) And then that's it. I got mad because I was watching the skit waiting for the big punchline at the end. Wasn't enough payoff for you? And there was no payoff. (laughs) Because the son is just sitting there just kind of, you know, he's... His dad and it happened in, in real time. It in wasn't like sped up video. Time. You saw him eat 12 tacos? 12 crispy tacos. That's funny. <laughs> Explaining it? Sure, it's funny. Experiencing it? No. Uh-huh. It was, I really was like, dang, nabbit. <laughs> <laughs> you just wasted 12 Because I minutes. really thought there was going to be something at the end of it that was just like a big payoff. Of course, the creators of that skit would probably go, that's the joke. There is no joke. Yeah, I, okay. well, I can't what throw I, can't throw stones that glass house I live in. I'm 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 not a fan of like that's the joke. There is no joke. These are the jokes, people. Frank wanted to talk about sandwiches. Sandwiches are good. Uh, this was a real topic I kind of brought up because we were struggling to kind of think of what we were going to do. Now there's only two minutes left, so briefly, I'll tell you. I think I have finally perfected how to do a grilled cheese sandwich. Which really? I realize may be kind of the easiest things to do, but okay. I've always kind of struggled to get it right. <clears throat> you would think it would be easy. I struggle with it, and I finally figured out how to I do it. I usually end up burning the, the bread. Right. 
before the what? the cheese gets melted. We exactly. Do. Oh no, I can help you guys. So what out is with it? That. Medium low heat. Medium low heat. Really? See my my. Well, let me write um, that down. And, and no stick. Can I sharpen this pencil you gave me? <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. And a no stick pan, a non stick pan. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Um, for me, uh, yeah, you just I've got the gas grill. This is like one through ten, mm-hmm. and so I'll put it at. I used to put it at like seven. Now I put it at like six. Mm. So it's kind of medium to medium high heat, but it's not. You know, it's six. It's not seven. It's totally different. You know, it's like that one. It's like six minute abs for seven minute abs. <laughs> I mean, everybody knows there's no six-minute abs. But I was. But you struggling. set this thing at six, and so uh, yeah, the whole point is is yeah, getting it getting it cooked. Uh, do you do you cover it with a very very thin layer of uh, butter? Well, so that was the other thing I always had was struggling putting the butter on because I would. Now I know you keep your uh, you have a family you go through butter pretty quickly. Yeah, we do. You don't refrigerate your butter. No, I don't because it's an actual yeah. it's an actual stick of real live butter. It's right. not margarine or whatever nonsense. And so I just I I put it in a. Uh, I put it in, in like a Tupperware container kind right. of thing, so it's not getting licked by the cats. It doesn't have flies laying on or anything right. like that. And it's, it's relatively you know, airtight uh, when I'm not using it. But yeah, I leave it on the counter. And, and now, the, you know, in the house, it's, it, you know, it never gets above 80 degrees in the house or whatever. So it's not like it's rotting. Note to self don't but, eat butter at Bill McGonald's house. Do you know that I've been doing this for years and I've never had an issue with it? I know, but it just kind of wigs me out. Well, yeah. butter is like by its nature antifungal, so you don't have to worry about like molds and funguses, really. Says like, you. So tell my brain you have to be that old. But I you guess. also go through butter fairly quickly. Tell it my it brain takes that. me a while yeah. to go through butter. Yeah. So anyway, my butter was always cold. Right. I would bring it out to make it room temperature. Yes. Finally, what I started doing was just kind of putting the butter in the pan. Okay. As it's already hot, then oh. I would lay the bread on top of it and kind of do oh, okay. a little. Like yeah. soak up that butter. Yeah. Then I put my cheese. Then I put the. the I was top about to say, if, if you've got a little cup, if you got some kind of a little microwave safe cup, you mm-hmm. can put you know a pat of butter in that microwave safe cup. Yeah. Do it for fifteen seconds, and then um, uh, if it melts entirely, um, do you have like one of those like cooking brushes? Yes. You know, it's like a little paintbrush, but you know I'll, I'll I'll use it to like when I make some when I when I do my concoction for fish, which is. Lemon juice and you know a few other secret herbs and spices. Uh, I will paint that on with the brush, and so you can do the same thing with the melted butter on the grilled cheese. And yes, obviously the uh, the the nonstick the nonstick is Mando for yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, I've uh, man, I make a grilled cheese. They'll they'll make your socks fly clean off your feet. Mm. I'll make a grilled cheese that will be satisfying. My dad puts big old slices of tomatoes on his grilled cheese. Yeah. Now, see, I don't, I don't, I'm not down with that. I don't that. do, I don't do weird things like that. Like every, I think the last time I did it was probably more than a calendar year ago. So this is not something I do frequently. But I can see the value of putting like a nice slice of ham. Oh, or something definitely. in there. You At know, that point, nice it's ham not and a cheese. grilled cheese. It's just no, it's a it's ham, a ham and, cheese. and cheese, right? I I completely or understand bacon. it. Yeah, I put bacon on there too. Oh God, bacon sounds good. I've never bacon tried on that. a grilled cheese. Oh, First, what I generally it. do is I I usually cook. Uh, I go with the turkey bacon these days, so mm. that doesn't translate as well. It's good to eat by itself, but it doesn't make like great sandwiches, which is the whole point of this this uh, this segment here. Right, sandwich talk. Mm. Me, give me. Um, Give me a nice uh, rye bread with uh, roast beef and some provolone. Thank you very much. Oh, there is a, a good cheese. There's a mm. restaurant in Hearst, which is, which is the city I work in, okay. called Grain and Dairy. Yeah. Their thing 
is gourmet grilled cheese sandwiches. Okay. So really? there's a place in Dallas called the Dallas uh, Grilled Cheese Factory or something really? like that. Same thing. And uh, they that's what's kind of got me on my grilled cheese kick. But the old my, GCF, huh? But the the problem with the Dallas place is that it's way overpriced. Like, uh, you How much do they lunch, want for a grilled you cheese? You want lunch with sides and a drink, yeah. it's, and then after tip, you're close to 20 bucks. Oh, my 20 God, bucks. for a grilled cheese. Yeah. Look, here's the, here's the menu for uh, grain but and dairy. But it's good. <laughs> it better be. The Purist, which is cheddar, Havarti, Gouda, and sourdough. Oh, nice. Six yes, and a half sour. bucks. Dude, sourdough is that Six is a, and a half secret dollars for weapon. a grilled cheese sandwich. Uh, it does have four different cheeses on it at least. So that helps. The Italian. Hey. Oh, this has some meat on it. Provolone, hey, it's Italian. Parmesan, pepperoni, salami, black olive, Milano. Seven and a half bucks. Okay. Prosciutto. Prosciutto, prosciutto and okay. melon. Melon. Oh, yeah. Melon. Havarti, prosciutto, honeydew, and sourdough. Eight dollars. I'm sorry, I'm not going to spend. I'm not going to spend six and a half dollars for. But the honeydew is going to wet down the rest of it. See, that's that's weird. You can build your own grilled cheese. See the grilled seven dollars. That one huge issue with the grilled cheese is putting things that induce wetness into the grilled cheese. You you should not do that. So a slice of ham, maybe a little bacon. I get that, but you don't put like a big chunk of tomato or some freaking cantaloupe on it. Cantaloupe, I don't understand. I or well, honeydew, whatever. But you know, you don't put something wet and cold on a grilled cheese. I mean, something that actually like that will leach well, moisture. Well, hold on. Well, now hold on. I'll, I guess I'll debate you on that because pickles are a very nice side to grilled cheese. But that's I a like, side. I like thinly sliced yeah? uh, dill pickles on my grilled cheese. Yeah, interesting. And that is cold and wet. Okay, but it's. Sour, not sweet. But I'll put them on after <laughs> the grilled cheese is done cooking. I yeah. won't put them in there and then heat it up. Really? Yeah, I'll take the, the contrast of the, of the hot grilled cheese with the cold pickle mm-hmm. is kind of nice. Jeez. I'm getting really hungry. Man, keep Brad, the hot side hot and the cold side cold, huh? All right, Brad, let's uh, let's round it up. You guys, you guys have your got sandwich. A, you've got a guy's got a grilled cheese factory to find. <laughs> um, I'm partial to making a, one. To a uh, a ham sandwich. Yeah, you know, I'll delicious ham sandwich. What I make at home is uh, I get thinly sliced uh, ham, mm-hmm. oven roasted, not that honey crap, but just like <laughs> right, not the honey basted, but just like yeah. oven roasted yeah. ham. If it's sweet, I'm not gonna eat the meat. You if see it's what I'm sweet, I'm not gonna eat the if meat. If it's sweet, I ain't gonna eat the meat. Sweet, ain't gonna eat the meat. I don't like gotcha. sugary, sweetie. Meaty. Lusty. Uh, yeah. l- not lusty. Um, savory. Sweet mm. savory doesn't work for you. I don't like sweet on my meat. Okay. If my meat's sweet, right. I'm out. You're not going to eat. Right. Sweet my meat's meat. sweet, I'm not going to eat. Sweet meat, no repeat. That's right. So just a oven... We've solved a number of problems Just an oven-roasted ham yeah. with uh, thinly two two slices of thin... Thinly sliced provolone. Mm-hmm. Nice. So I can spread them out so overlap. Yes. Okay. Got the overlap. Like a Venn diagram overlap. Yeah. yeah. Like a Venn. Yeah. Um, and the compromise is in the middle, or in this case, the flavor is in the middle. Uh huh. Some, uh, just some regular yellow mustard. Yeah. And just regular yellow, not the spicy brown. I don't, I'm not down with the spicy brown. Well, I see, I don't, I don't, I don't dig the Dijon. Pardon me. But I'm down with the spicy brown. <laughs> Would you have any gray poupon that I could poop on? 
I don't like the the, the spicy mustard. No, because the grape poupon tastes too much like they're trying to make it taste like wine or grape something Poupon weird. Tastes like it has horseradish. It, it does. It yeah. does. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, think I don't yeah. like the spicy brown. I'm not down with no, a spicy I've never brown. Never understood. You don't like the Latinas. Yeah. I've no, never understood. Unless you're talking about the ladies, then yeah. I'm then I'm down with the spicy brown. And why is it that when two limos pull up at an intersection, one of them has to ask? The, apparently, it's a law. You have to ask the person next to you, "Do you have any gray poupon?" It's unless a rule. They're, unless they're humvee. Like this some, is these are first world problems. This is the one percent. I like some sliced at pickles work here. Yeah, and I like uh, yeah. I like some iceberg lettuce. Oh, you're iceberg, an iceberg lettuce. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Iceberg Interesting. Lettuce. Iceberg lettuce is fun and uh, rewarding to your uh, palate. And some um, but fresh, there's fresh ground pepper. But I've never understood <laughs> fresh pepper. Fresh pepper. I've never understood exactly why um, why iceberg lettuce has like no nutritional value and like green leaf, red leaf, romaine does. I don't know. I don't get it. That's why I only choose. I like the green crunch leaf, of the iceberg. Romaine. See, you might like a romaine lettuce because you can get. Uh, yeah, get, romaine's okay. Yeah. yeah. But, oh, okay. That, that reminds me. I've got chicken. I, I can make a delicious chilled uh, grilled grilled. Chicken Caesar salad this evening. Oh, for the, it's for the kids. It's for the children. It's for the shorties. It's, the, it's for the children. It's the right. children. Well, guys, there's another exciting episode of Half Hour Wasted. For the children. Uh, bottom of the barrel topics. No, we good. Okay. You've been listening to we Half Hour okay. Wasted. Proud member of the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Send Don't your you questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail. And follow us on Twitter at Half Hour Wasted. Leave us or any of the HHWLOD shows a voicemail at 972-798-3830. Until next week, I'm Frank. I'm cold filtered, man. I'm Brad. And we'll see you next time on Half Hour Wasted. <laughs> <laughs>